This is Ego Traves with another episode of the Flowro Podcast. On today's show, I have my co-host and wingman, not my cousin Dan. And we have a special guest today, Ken Sakura from the YouTube channel Ken Makes Mistakes. Now Ken has a very, very awesome YouTube channel where he basically makes little devices and knickknacks and stuff. You'll hear him go on about his creative process and, and how he comes up with these things. But uh, it's a fun channel. And he's a friend of Dan's from the comedy days. But he is just a fun cat. If you guys get a chance, make sure you run over to his YouTube channel. Give him a like, subscribe, and let him know you, you heard him on our podcast. But also, like, check it out. It is a fun channel. Now, if you like what you're listening to, and you want more, head on over to theflowworldpodcast.com where we have more episodes and you can shop at our store, get a logo on a shirt, etc. We are also on Instagram as The Flow Roll. Make sure you check out our content there because we got plenty of nonsense going on on there too. So I hope you like this episode. I have extreme printer envy um, and uh, hopefully you will too by the end of this episode. So anyway, on with the show. I'm recording. Feel free to record on your end if you want. You know, if if you want, you're totally allowed to. Um, all right. So, uh, welcome to another episode of the Floral Podcast. I am Edgar Otraves, and today my co-host will be not my cousin Dan. I promise, I'm not going to say your real name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because. My anonymity is worth so much. <laughs> and on the show today, we have the very awesome Ken Sakura from the Ken Makes Mistakes YouTube channel. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Awesome. I am, I am super excited about this. I have not talked to Ken in years. Ken was one of my very first comedy buddies. He was there. He was the host the first time I ever did an open mic, uh, we went on, I, I don't know that we ever did like road trips, but we did several shows together for, for a couple of years. We were, we were kind of hitchhiking yep. on each other's shoulders. Absolutely. Yeah. And for what's weird is you'd think being that I was the host back then, I was somewhat established in my career that you'd be hitching on my coattails, but I definitely feel like I was riding you as far and as hard as I could back then. <laughs> you were, you came out on fire, man. Your your first night, I got on eight millimeter, uh, uh, you know, video here. I just, I just happened to rip the video a couple of months ago. Still awesome, still funny. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, but you, you can you can tell how on fire I was uh, by the trajectory of both of our careers. Absolutely. Comedy. Yeah, because uh, we're here now. So we're that's... here now. We're here. Uh, early adopters on both the YouTube and podcast trains uh, in 2021, sure. launching launching our respective content channels, like like true innovators. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's what you, you, you the Joe Rogan and uh, and Mark Rober paths here, uh, except <laughs> about nine years later than either of them. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, we 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 wanted to strategically wait until the channels were flooded, mm. until there was yeah. literally no room left. Yeah, it's it's like they always say, it's easiest to fish. You know, it's like shooting. It's like it's like shooting. 
it's like they don't say this very often so i'm not very well practiced actually <laughs> something about how we made a bad decision something about something, uh, shooting yeah. fish in an olympic sized pool is that what it is when there's only one fish something like that something something like that yeah yeah well uh one of the things i wanted to bring up ken was uh i i love what you wear on the show uh on your show uh the la- the, the last video i saw you had a ghostbusters shirt on yep. which i think is like super appropriate you got to be for careful this. with that because now you're going to get a copyright violation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Was like, what are you going to offend ghosts? <laughs> yeah. No. So like, they're a huge part of my demographic, actually. So I have tried to be careful of that. Um, I've tried. I've tried tapping into the undead market because I figure as many <laughs> yeah. people, as many living people, as want to watch my channel already are. So I got to expand beyond that. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. But I think we're trying to tap into the undead market, but you know, it's tough. It is it's tough not to crack because it's 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 really hard to target the PPC dollars the right That's way. Absolutely right. You know, I, I just went to uh, polling places in Pennsylvania, uh, Georgia and Arizona, found tons of dead people. That was where <laughs> I started. <laughs> Funny you didn't go to Chicago. No, no. I mean, it's uh, we already knew. You know. We already knew. Yeah, we're already tapping into those dead people. Got as many as I can get there. <laughs> so I, I have to ask, um, what, like, how did you get the idea to start your channel? Because it's like, are you, are you like an architect? Do you, do you have what? What is your um, background? I'm just a just a hobbyist maker. I've been making things. Um, well, I'll put it this way. So ever since I was a kid, you know, I had like the erector sets and, you know, with the little motors and all the stupid little pulleys and gears and everything else. And, you know, it was fun enough to try and make things out of that. But I'd always find myself like taking things apart. So I'd take apart things and salvage little motors, little switches, little buttons and lights and things that I thought were cool. But I never knew how to use them. I never knew how to put them together. I never knew how to turn them into something you know i got a little older and i kind of got a little better idea so when i was uh 13 or 14 i made an electric toothbrush and all i did was i took a you know how they used to have those squiggle pens that have the big vibration motor on them um i took that vibration motor off and i just duct taped it to a toothbrush and then i put a little nine volt battery and a little switch and everything is just taped together and i mean it was disgusting and moldy within like (laughs) two weeks but it worked great while it lasted and so you know like i've always liked making things but the problem was i never really had like the tools and about seven years ago or so i decided to get into 3d printing and you know i started off you just download somebody else's stuff you know i would tell my wife all the time like hey if there's anything that you want me to make let me know oh i could probably make it and then she'd be like hey, can you make one of these and be like let me look online and see if somebody made that yet and I'm like no nobody came up with that Okay, well, can you do something like this? And I'm like, let me look online real quick. Yeah, there's nothing like that. <laughs> well, can you do this? Yeah, but I'd have to order different parts because I don't have anything to go in there. So I couldn't use the stuff in my salvage drawer. And, you know, finally, um, you know, three years ago or so, uh, I started trying to learn to design things myself and got to the point where, you know, I don't care if there's something online, like I, whether I can download somebody's thing, I can now make my own stuff. So my junk drawer full of, you know, old buttons and switches and cool looking, uh, you know, like LED displays and things like that, I can start to integrate into designs that I make. And it's just, it's fun to be able to make things. Like I made a little, uh, before I started the channel, I had a, 
I had a blog and by I had a blog, I mean, I made four blog entries and, um, you know, one of them, I decided to make my own vacuum cleaner, like a tiny little vacuum out of a hairdryer motor. And it was the stupidest, least useful project I've ever done. And it worked flawlessly except it's terrible. Like it's all of the best. <laughs> it's flawless, it's, except for the part where it's inherently flawed. Yep. The, the design is terrible. The concept is terrible. The actual function's pretty good, but I don't, it looks like I tried to design my own like two liter soda bottle. It's just, and it runs <laughs> off of a, uh, a laptop power supply that I have to plug in. So it's not even battery powered. And, but, I love it. Um, and so as a result, like I just keep making more and more things. And I decided finally that, you know, I've thought for a while, like I should have a YouTube channel, but what would I even do? And I'm like, well, I've got five 3D printers uh, and I make stuff every single day just to make it. Why not? You know, why not do that? That's amazing. Because I mean, I and I've seen you like you make like you have different versions of a battery pack cover and you keep making a new cover. And you redesigned it and changed it. And like you, you had this one where it was like a lithograph. Yeah, the lithophane. Yeah. Oh, your lithophane, yes. And so like you you had designed that cover for the battery or for the light several different times within the within the episode of the show. And I was uh, I was like, wow, like he like you don't only just think about I'm going to make this thing and I'm going to put it together because I mean, any schlup can do that. Anybody can like just tape a bunch of stuff together. You're like thinking about design. You're thinking about how do I make this slip? How do I make this clip into place so that I don't have to like, so it doesn't fall out. So, and, and in that particular episode, especially you, you thought about, well, I can't, I can't let the light hit the back and then go out the back onto the wall. So like you have all this, like you, you, you're like for a person who doesn't have like a, I don't, again, I don't know whether or not you're an architect or not, or you have some kind of engineering degree, but for a person who doesn't have a degree like that, you're super detailed and you're really kind of like you really examine the things you're doing so like i, I was just like who is this guy yeah i think that's that's the part that i get a kick out of because now granted we haven't spoken for several years but i feel like i knew you pretty well back yeah. in the day and this is a side of you i never knew about never saw and i think my favorite part about it is that of all of the videos that you have posted you're, you're posting these videos of the channel is Ken make, makes mistakes, right? And so you're posting these videos of you making things, but making, but, but you know, fucking them up <laughs> oh, yeah. a little, yeah. a little yeah, bit. Absolutely. You I would know? say that's even a generous retelling there. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. <laughs> but my favorite thing about it is at no point, and there's even, not even any pretense about it. It's not here. I'm going to make something that's useful for other people. No, it's I'm going to make something that I just I, I want to make it. I don't know why I want to make it, but I'm going to make it. It serves no functional purpose. I mean, you've got the wine dispenser out of popsicle sticks, which is fascinating. Right. But but it's like that's right there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there, there you go, there you right go. there, <laughs> and 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 it, and it's just uh, so so. Here's here's some stuff I made. Uh, it, probably not particularly useful to anybody but me, and I don't care because it's what I wanted to make, and I, I quite like that. Yeah, uh, some, sometimes I approach it from like the mindset of what's the most useless thing I could make. Like when I learned <laughs> to start using the RGB light strips, um, I made 
what was it, two videos in a row using RGB light strips. I made a, an infinity mirror and then a YouTube play button for uh, the background of my videos. Yep. And then I thought, um, my next thought was, I need to come up with something else I can make these for because I just bought a new microcontroller and I was like, I'm going to use the different microcontroller to do lights on something. And I was like, what? And I, I'm running around asking everybody I know, I'm like, what's the most useful thing you could put like RGB lights on? And I was literally probably one day and one better idea away from putting out an RGB toaster video. <laughs> and I, I'm not saying I won't still, because there's a good chance that's like the next like three videos from now. But yeah, it's, it's uh, would it, would functional it, things are cool, but would it be using the RGB lights as the heat source for oh, the toast? Man. That'd be so many. No, I was just thinking I was going to have it. <laughs> so at first I thought, um, do the, uh, you know, the PC master race where it's just the, the rainbow effect all around, super obnoxious. And then I thought I could even be somewhat useful with it and, you know, have them be, you know, green or blue when the toaster is off or cool. And then when it's on, have them turn red so that you can actually see like how hot it is. Um, but again, why it doesn't help solve any problem there's no purpose to it but i have the stuff yes and then that's the point of it yeah right. you know if people want to solve a problem there are a million things that they can go out and buy that have already been designed to solve that problem yep but there, is... there's no point in that why waste yeah. your time yeah we've got real engineers for that there are people who have been trained right. there are people who know things and i just you know, I got some stuff in a drawer. I got some things I found on Amazon, and I'm just like, I'm going to put that together. It's I love the that. frivolous nature of it all. The I frivolous nature of it all that that really excites me. That yeah. that I get a kick out of. It's like every time I come up with an idea, I'm trying to justify why I have all of my printers. Like my wife <laughs> yeah. is like, you know, she said Do you, we should get some shelves for the kids' room, and I was like, I'll make them. And she's like but we could buy them and they're cheap. And I'm like, but I could make them and they're free and they're a video. <laughs> like, well, I mean, just for the sake of playing devil's advocate, how free are they really? Yeah, uh, I guess they're already paid for. How about that? <laughs> there you go. I would say, you know, especially the projects where I, you know, I've got six <laughs> or seven or eight massive screw ups. Like, you know, I'll spend probably 25 bucks a video, which that's not bad. That's no. 25 bucks a video with no money coming in on the other end. Uh, I'm just doing it for <laughs> me, you know, and in the end, what do I get? Like, I've got a couple of things that I keep like, you know, behind me, around me, like in the, you know, I can we call it a studio? I don't know. Um, in my <laughs> closet that I live in here. No, no, it's a studio. Yeah, sure. It's studio. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's got a professional microphone and four cameras. It's a studio <laughs> now. But, um, you know, I keep a couple of things around in here, but for the most part, like whenever I'm done, I don't even know what I want that for. Like my niece was just over yesterday and I was like, here, do you want this, this or this? Like these things that I made for videos. And she's like, why did you make them? I'm like, <laughs> for the YouTube. So you can have stuff. Like. <laughs> so at some point, uh, I can only imagine that your wife is going to sit you down and have the, uh, we need to talk about the concept of sunk costs. Yeah, I don't think that's coming. Um, she, so she's the one who I, I try to bring her along as my financial like advisor, as my leash. You know, I brought her along one time. I was going, um, you know, I, I used to before I got was doing 
you know, all the making stuff, I was doing some uh, competitive uh, shooting. And so, you know, I'd go out and I'd, you know, look for a gun and I bring her along to tell me not to spend money I don't need to. I brought her along so that I wouldn't spend any money. And, you know, we went to uh, uh, like Camping World and I'm looking at some guns and I was like, ah, geez, that's like, it's like 1200 bucks. And she's like, well, I mean, you you do so much for this family. And I'm like, that's not what you're supposed to say. Wow. And then I'm like, all right, well, let's turn around. We'll just go. We turn around and she goes, oh, look, they have 12 month financing. And I'm like, that is not. Uh, <laughs> I was like, all I need you to do is just be a tiny like a pebble in the road. I don't need you to be a full fledged roadblock, just a pebble, just a tiny obstacle. And I'll say, oh, I fold. No, you're, you're not. You're not fulfilling your obligation in this scenario right you're yeah. you're with me to tell me no and she's like but you could have it uh, wow my wife would never let me do stuff like that yeah you're oh you're so lucky <laughs> but that just means like i have to exercise no, a muscle means, that i don't like you know that just means that now you have five 3d printers yeah or microphones or, or uh <laughs> four, four cameras and a, and a professional microphone in a closet Right. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yep. Well, and this is probably why we don't have like, you know, a larger home that we can afford to have a real studio yeah. and a real workbench because she lets me buy all the stuff. Yeah. But we you could, could take one. you yeah, can print a house. You could right. just go ahead and just take all this stuff. You are it's already paid yeah. for. That's it. <laughs> listen, listen, honey. We could be taking the kids to dentists. We could be doing that. Yeah. Or I can make YouTube videos. <laughs> She's like, well, you do a lot for us. So I guess. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, that, if it came, if it came between, you know, if it came between this and the kids, obviously the kids will win. But just about anything else, my wife is like, yeah, you go ahead. You, you, you do, you do you. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. It is. A, a, it's expensive, but it's awesome. Yeah, no. My my wife is like, how much is this costing this podcast? Um, don't you worry about it. It's covered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's a tax write off. I don't. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I started a company. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah. yeah it's, it, I can write it off to the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I I remember telling myself that too when I had my my company that I my company that was me. But it's, oh, right. no, no, no. It's a business expense. Expenses are expenses, pal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. If yeah. you're the if the company is you, then your business expenses are yours. Yeah. 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 And you're, you're just. Yeah. There's, there goes the money. Yep. So, so how many printers do you have? You said uh, I've got five um, over the years. I had um, let's see, three more. No. Yeah. Two more before what I've got now, and I had another one that I ended up giving away to my uh, nieces and my nephew for uh, Christmas this past year, um, which, because of the pandemic and everything else, I haven't even been over there to help them set it up. So it's still sitting in their basement, like, not plugged into anything, but I used it. It worked great, so it should be ready to go whenever <laughs> they are. Now, how many of these 3D printers did you 3D print from another 3D printer? <laughs> Technically, it's zero, but there there is one that um, honestly, if it wasn't for 3D printing and design, probably would have been dumped already. So, I've got one. Um, my printer that I call Lord Chungus Humongous. Um, it was a oh man, I think it was 150 bucks. Like it was a super crazy deal. My wife is like, hey, look, happy or Merry Christmas. You know, I got you a 3D printer, and I was like, well, I don't need it, but great. 
And um, one of the things that's special about that printer in theory is it had um, an extruder that would take two colors or two filaments in, and then it would either mix or change colors throughout the print. So really cool to be able to do two color printing without having to like paint something afterwards or mm -hmm. print it in pieces and assemble it afterwards. Um, the problem was that the hot end that had the mixing, um, you know, the, the two in one out, it was absolute garbage. Like it was the worst 3D printer I've ever owned and by a long shot. And so, you know, return period ends. I don't really know what to do with it. It sat for a month or two. And then I designed from scratch a new, um, basically a new plate that I could use, which I printed in a carbon fiber nylon uh, that would hold a new hot end, um, new hot end on it. I changed out um, a couple of other parts with some 3D printed materials. And like, I literally, I have a bucket um, that has the probably 25 or 30 different test prints that got me to the final product. Um, but it's got its own like a carrier that's got room for the bed leveling sensor for the, the hot end itself, the uh, fan for the cold end part of it. And then the, uh, the part cooling fan with a custom shroud and by far more work than I have ever, ever done on a 3d printer, more customization than I've ever done. Um, but now it's not only useful. I also, at the same time, I put a, larger diameter nozzle on it. So most of my printers have a 0.4 millimeter nozzle. This one's got a 0.6 and I'm going to bore everybody that's listening to this right now. They're all <laughs> immediately tuning out. Um, but this one's got, um, you know, a 50% larger nozzle than any of the rest of my printers, which means I can print really thick layers if I want to. And so anything that I'm doing, that's, um, not for, uh, not for beauty, but just for function that I'm printing, I print on, uh, on the Chungus and, uh, you know, that's where I got like, you know, behind me here, I've got a, um, cave of wonders for my son that, uh, may or may not be out in a video form by the time this goes out. But, um, I printed that in 0.4 millimeters cause I was covering it in sand afterwards. So who cares if the details are flawless, it's going to be covered in sand. So, so, so the, the last thing that you said that I understood was chungus at the beginning of that right yeah but yeah. but it was it was still awesome <laughs> i i understood well, it i understood some of it but i have i have a question for you so then you frankenstein monstered this this printer that you got for 150 dollars. so you replaced like what 50 percent of it um i would say uh so like structurally the frame and everything else are still still the same as i purchased um i mean i threw on I'll put it this way. I put on a lot of like quality of life adjustments, like uh, belt tensioners and things like that, that I printed. But then um, in terms of functional pieces, the piece that actually pushes the filament through the motor that pushes the filament down to the hot end, to the melt zone, basically, I replaced that. Um, and then down in the melt zone, everything uh, is custom. So the plate itself that holds the hot end, that holds the fan, that holds all that stuff is all custom. So the part where the actual business happens is all uh, custom. So then, in the melt zone, is the melt zone where business happens? It is, <laughs> and it sounds like it. It is just a little ways past the danger zone. But if you there's I a think, melt zone and a danger zone. Well, technically, the melt zone is the danger zone, um, but there's a highway that goes straight to the danger zone, so you can bypass it if need be. <laughs> Uh, so then I feel like we just did an archer joke. 
I was hoping for it. Yeah, I was trying. Yeah. I was. Uh, I came in with one thing prepared for this podcast. I said, I'm going to archer this at some point. And then, danger zone. That's it. <laughs> in a propes. Yeah. So then, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I like some of the things that you did. Like, for example, the um, the popsicle light thing that you did with the corks. So you 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 made this light set, and then you you said, well, it doesn't look pretty because it's popsicle sticks. You said you turn on the light, and it looks like popsicle sticks with corks, and then you decided to redesign that. <laughs> so. But yep. like like you were saying before, uh, it doesn't do anything else than just light up, right? If it doesn't, yep, like... <laughs> yep. And it's not a light that you know you're gonna want to light up the room. It was I saw you know if you've been on YouTube enough, and if you watch people make things on YouTube, you'll see the five minute crafts or um, you know that this was Inventor 101. But it's all the same thing. Like when you watch the videos, they're solving problems that nobody has, and you'll see them. <laughs> Like they'll use a soldering iron to just melt a hole through the cap of like a, yeah. a spray can or something like that for spray paint. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you can just stick a magnet in there. And I'm like, what are you like? What are who, you doing? Who does this? Yeah. yeah. And who? yet I'm also addicted because I'll watch them. You know, when they get started, I'm watching them put components together and I'm starting to like try and guess like what are they fucking making? Like, what is this thing? <laughs> And there's like, it's impossible to guess. You'll never get it right. And, you know, we get to the end and you're like that. Seriously, they made a lighter. They started with a lighter. They used a lighter to make a lighter. Why to did make they do a lighter. That? Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> are they doing? But then I saw one go by where the, you know, they made a lamp and the lamp looked good. Like it's a good looking lamp, except when you actually look at it, it's clearly the cap for a spray paint can with, you know, some string coming out the top and these two little like hot glued, uh, like magnets on there. And I was like, this looks like garbage. Really cool concept. Looks like garbage. And so, you know, I redesigned it and made it, you know, 3D printed it and blah, blah, blah. And then only afterwards, as I was looking at what would become the thumbnail, that I realized it a little bit looks like female genitalia. I'm not saying <laughs> entirely, but I'm saying more than a little. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. And uh, yeah. There it is. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention this is not the first time that I've done that exact thing. Uh, somebody else asked me before to make a, uh, a mount for a, uh, a steady cam to put onto a, uh, like a Segway. Um, and so I designed something and after looking at it, it was an almost perfect representation of the female rep reproductive system, including little ovaries. And um, it's striking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, eventually you're just going to have a whole separate play playlist of those things. Absolutely, like, that second channel for uh, Ken makes right. useful labias, basically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ken makes accidental vulvas. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> oh, that is uh, that is channel two coming soon. Yeah. yeah right. That, that's your off the ranch channel. Is, exactly. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Here's my collection of homemade vulvas. <laughs> Not vulvos. Nope. But uh, I look forward to that. Yeah. I, th I think, honestly, I won't even need to try at this point. Probably another 10 Cle more designs come not. out of my head and boom. Yep. Clearly not. It, clearly, it just happens for you. <laughs> it's like, you know how like Apple's designer, head designer, Joni Ive, has sort of their own style that you can see come through in all of their products. I just have my own design language that, you know, 
<laughs> happens to include a lot of lips. <laughs> and good for you. <laughs> Maybe for the rest of us, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, some some people are into that, uh, you know, for sculpture. You know, That's the channel that's really going to take off. Yeah, that's it. it this is, is re- I'm just biding my time and building a small following right, until yeah. I can launch that. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's going to have mass appeal, true mass appeal. Well, I mean, it's yeah. one of the reasons I clicked on that episode. I mean, See, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just go. like, does he know what he's doing or is this just kind of like, you know, just happening? <laughs> and at no point do I mention it because it wasn't until after I'm looking at it and I see the thumbnail in my list. I'm like, oh, my goodness. That's right behind my head, too. <laughs> All right. Well, it's almost like you're thinking about it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it exactly. <laughs> it's that internal internal monologue there in in visual form. Yeah, it's very very Freudian there. Yeah. So of of the videos that you've made so far, the things that you've picked to make, do you have a favorite? Oh man, uh, I definitely have a least favorite. Um, I have a couple of least favorites. I mean, I would say, <laughs> like my favorites are. Um, the, the stuff that I did with the popsicle sticks, so the, the the barrel that I made, which is actually one of my worst performing videos. So, quick story on this one. So, I started off, I had an idea for what I wanted to make a video about. I was going to make this, like, wine barrel looking thing that was, uh, like, spilling out, and it was going to be a fountain. It was going to be spilling out onto a cobblestone street. I was going to put a little street light down at the end. It was going to have a little light in there. Going to look awesome. Just like uh, I wanted to go with like something that looked like, um, you know, like 1870s, like Dublin, like just. Yeah. Yeah. That was my plan. And um, so I started work on the barrel first because I said, this will give me the scale for what I need to make everything else to. So I start working on the barrel and I use some popsicle sticks and some resin and some, you know, um, uh, some stain. And when I put it together, it looked like outstanding. Like it looked so good that I then looked at the rest of my design and I was like, this looks like a real actual barrel, like a wine barrel. And my design looks like a bunch of right angles and squares. Like I designed it on a computer cause I did. <laughs> and like here I've got something that's like real world. And then I've designed something with all the right angles you don't find in nature. You don't find, you know, on a real like 1870s, like Dublin street. And I was like, well, this is no good. I got to stop but I'd already put two and a half weeks into making that barrel. And so, you know, in my head, I was like, I got to just make the video. I just got to put it out. And so I put it out and I called it part one. And technically part two is the, um, the liquor dispenser here. But I put it out and I was just like, here guys, I just made this, like, this is it. And I loved it. (laughs) I loved it so much. I love the way that it looks so much that when I tried to take a video of it on my little turntable, it came out looking like garbage. And I was like, that isn't what it looks like. It's actually beautiful. Like it's the most beautiful thing I've ever made. And I built a new turntable that can remote control my DSLR camera so that I could get high quality images of this thing so that I could show people just how beautiful it really is. And I finished and everybody's like, you made a barrel. And I'm like, yeah, but it looks so good. And they're like, yeah, but what does it do? And I'm like, it looks good. They're like, but what does it do? And I'm like, did you see it? Like, <laughs> is, is it looks good, not good enough for you? Apparently not. They were like, well, isn't it supposed to be part of something? And I'm like, it's part of this video. Like, what do you want? <laughs> and like, you know, that's one of the things that'll happen if a video just gets away from me. Like, I don't really have five in the pipeline at a time where I can just like skip it, push, kick it down the road. Like, yeah, it's either coming out or it's going to be a month and a half before I put out a video. And so I was like, 
I got to put something out. So, you know, I probably should have made the video about the turntable that I made to show that thing off. But I was so focused on my barrel. I was like, it's all for this. It's all for this. <laughs> That's, that, but you know, that makes sense though. You you just got to keep pushing forward, right? So like yeah. you got your focus. You might as well just go. I, you did the right thing. I mean, at least from my perspective, that's what you do. Like, you got your focus. You need the you need the video. You need just just follow through. If it if it sucks, it sucks. But I understand what you're yeah. saying when it comes to like making stuff, because non makers do not appreciate something just for the sake of beauty. Like, yeah, I, like I'm yeah. an illustrator. I'll illustrate stuff, and sometimes I'll be. <laughs> I'll feel like a five-year-old. I mean, look, look what I drew. Look, look what I yeah, drew. Look, right. Isn't it awesome? It was just like, it's just a picture of a woman. <laughs> yep. It's like, no, but look, she's cool. And, and she, and yeah, but she's holding a sword. So what? There's a billion of them on fucking Instagram, you know? And, and yeah. it's like, ah. Oh. Yeah. It's like, yep. but you don't, you don't get it. I made this. I made it. It took me fucking 10 days. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I have occasionally. Yeah. yeah when I, uh, you know, no, I was going to say, you know, when I, when I finish this thing up and, you know, you look at it and you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. What did that take you about an afternoon? And I'm like, two and a half weeks, like every minute of yeah. free time for two and a half weeks. I just kept doing it. It was never finished. And then I just decided to stop. That's when it was done. Like, yeah, it doesn't I, look like much, but I'm like, oh, it's so much to me. I occasionally have delusions about making things uh, and and constructing things Uh and I can do it, but it always looks like I did it, you know, no matter yeah. what. And uh, and it comes from because I'm I'm actually fairly good at fixing things that are broken. Uh, fairly good at doing my own my own auto mechanical work, you know, uh, plumbing and electric and and all the stuff in my house, and that that gives you delusions. Sometimes that like, oh, I can build shit. No, no. Two completely different skill sets. Yeah. Two completely yep. different skill sets. Or like I can frame out a wall. No problem. I can do that. But you want me to do the finished carpentry? No, no, you don't. Nobody wants me to do the finished carpentry ever. That is a mistake. Yep. Yeah. And you see, I can't I can't do any of that. I I I make everything basically with my feet. I just nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing looks good that I make. It's it just yeah. it, it sucks. It's I suck. I suck. I suck at fixing things. I suck at 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 making things. Uh, the only thing I can do is stuff with a computer. Anything with a computer, I can I can do a lot with a computer. But it's one of the things I appreciate about you because you make these things. You make them from scratch, and they don't look like you made them from scratch. I mean, look at look at that YouTube button video. Yeah. That, uh, that, light box that behind you that looks i thought they sent that to you yeah oh man i wish they would no i um so you know some of these things like some of the things i have a, a good idea for how i'm gonna you know complete them and you know some of them get away from me when i get too into the weeds like the the part that i love about this youtube play button is when you look at the one that's on my wall it's it's fantastic from the outside once you get inside, you see that I was partway through three different designs, and this was sort of a prototype, but I printed so many tests that didn't work. When I finally got one that printed properly, I was like, I'm using it. I don't care that it's not perfect. 
perfect, I'm using it. And then I realized something was wrong and I had to move some things and change some things. So inside this thing is hideous. Like um, (laughs) I had to Dremel like, uh, and when you try to Dremel plastic, it just melts. Yeah. And so I'm trying to Dremel these pieces off because they're especially like low temperature plastics like I use. And so there's parts where it's just torched completely. And then I just glued on top of that a new battery holder that I made. Um, I didn't put a switch in mine. So when I designed this, I planned to also make, um, I made two more. I gave one to a friend who's also a YouTuber, um, just because, you know, he, he kind of helped to inspire me to do it because he did it himself. And, you know, if he just put out more videos, but he did it himself as well. And then I also decided I'm going to make one for, you know, promotion. So I'm going to send one to, um, uh, a much larger channel, uh, 3d printer, um, 3d printing nerd. I'm going to shoot him one for his fan mail Friday. And then, you know, Hopefully, I get a couple of subs out of it, get a couple of views, something like that, get a shout out. Um, but those ones I did so much better than mine. Like I kept the garbage one where I was halfway done, and like I don't even have a switch. So right now I actually have when I'm not at, when it's not in use, I have one of the breadboard like jumper wires just sticking out the front because when <laughs> I when I didn't do that. I left that, like I just disconnect the cable. That's how I would like turn it off. But one time I didn't uh, leave it hanging out the front and it came in contact with the uh, negative terminal and shorted out the batteries and smoke starts coming out of this thing <laughs> instantaneously. Yeah. And I was like, that's not, that's not okay. Yeah. That's I'm, awesome. Um, you can feel that. that. You I, should put that out. Yeah. No, that should be I in your video. I wasn't recording. Oh. Yeah. If, if I was recording for that, because at this point I already had it on the wall and I think it was, the video was already made. It was the next week I'm doing some other video or something. And, you know, I unplugged it. I go to walk away. I come back and there's just smoke and I'm like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and those are, you know, those batteries are six or eight bucks a piece and Ooh. I'm really cheap. So like, I don't want to spend that money, you know? Right. Sure. So, uh, so I, it's a for... little... A little, little frightening to come back and just see that magic blue smoke coming out of something like that. <laughs> yeah. Blue. Yeah. It was blue. Yeah. Like. Yeah. If, if it's did electronics. It, did it have like that like, like ozone fried resistor oh, yeah. smell, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. smelled like a, like a Samsung Galaxy Note 7. Like I was like, oh, this thing is a ticking time bomb. <laughs> yeah. This is a yeah. problem. It, it's the kind of thing that makes you, oh, good thing I was actually in the room when this yeah Ooh. absolutely yeah. and with it being like on the wall you know like right. sitting on a table where yeah that was that was gonna be trouble and the fun thing is you know when that happens the batteries heated up so much and so quickly that the little springs for my uh my battery box they were instantly melted to the point where they're now compressed permanently so now <laughs> i'm trying to like stretch the springs back out like it's all these little things that like again when you look at it from the outside yeah i love it but if you see what I did on the inside, and I cheated too, like when I put out um, when I put out the video, I skipped a couple of the parts that showed how incomplete it was, and then I put out a short of um, just the build of one of these. And when I did that one, I actually used a a different one that I was assembling, the one that actually is correct. So I was like, if I would have just waited two weeks to put out the video, this is what it would have looked like, you know? Yeah, um, right. So I didn't feel like it was cheating too much because that really is me putting one of these together. Just, you know, not this one. Not the one that's still there. Yeah. Yeah. The one that just wants to kill me. I I have the switch holder in there and everything. Like I could put a switch in it any day that I decide to take it off the wall, but I just haven't done it. (laughs) Well, you got other stuff you got to make. Yeah. There are other videos to make. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There's, there's a, 
there's a like a philosophy amongst makers, and it's a it's a weird one. Um, they call it the cult of done, and the cult of done is you get an idea and you make it. That's it. You don't stop and think. You don't measure twice. You just make it. And if you yeah. have to use hot glue, you use hot glue. And if you have to just tape it together and push it out and just say done, like that's what you do. And there's no refinement. There's no redesign, no redo right. or anything like that. And like, I don't buy into that completely. Obviously I redesign my stuff all the time, but at a certain point, I'm like, good enough's going to have to be good enough. I'm just going to use what I got. And you know, with this one, yeah. despite the fact that inside it is a train wreck, close the lid, plug it in. Thing looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, this is probably why I fail so frequently when I make things or try to make things is that I, I really, I get stuck in the weeds of there, there is no prototype phase. There's no, let's do this and then let's do it again. And let's do it again until it's right. It's uh, more like, okay, I've done it and it's wrong and I have to make it work. I'm not yep. starting from scratch. I'm just going to keep tweaking it until it works. And that's a really good way to get a piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you will be not surprised to learn that's often how I do my videos. So <laughs> that, um, that liquor dispenser, the, you know, the wine barrel dispenser, whatever you want to call it, um, that thing, I printed the pieces out and they only take you know, four or five hours to print, but it's four or five hours. It's not something I want to do 10 times, 15 times. And so, you know, I get them printed out and um, I start putting the, you know, start putting the popsicle sticks on it. You know, I've purchased parts for this project. I got all the way to the point where it is pretty much fully assembled. And then I test the electronics and I'm like, why is this pumping out liquid like drip, drip, drop, drop? And I was like, well, you know what? It's because it doesn't have enough batteries in there because I'm just running it on 3.7 volts. Let me throw a second battery in there. I'll run it off of that. So I throw a second battery in. I check it out and it's drip, drip, drop, drop. And I'm like, I don't know if that's slower or the same or better. <laughs> Let's find a way to throw another battery in there. And then I throw a third battery in. And yeah. now, by now I've, I'm just, again, I'm dremeling, I'm hot gluing, I'm super gluing <laughs> things. And I get the third battery in and it's the same drip, drip, drip. And then I realize that I'm getting the full maximum speed of the pump that I purchased, which is just the wrong pump. Like oh, it's, right. yeah. you know, it's 100 milliliters per minute. And a wine glass is 150 milliliters, which means it's 90 seconds it, to fill a wine glass. It, yeah. <laughs> but now I'm yeah. done. Like I've done yeah. all the rest of the work and I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's usually the kind of thing I do. Like I'm, I'm in the process of uh, kind of modding. I have a guitar that I'm modding and I'm changing up. I'm changing the, the pickups out of it. I'm changing the control yeah. plate out of it. And it's like, you know, I ordered all the parts and I had the the pickups kind of custom made for me but i did it backwards where whereas it, it it's like i should have been like here's the control plate with all the stuff that i want it to do and then gone to the guy that i have making the pickups and being this is the, i need these to work with this control plate and the end result is i cannot make it work the way that i want it to and i'm basically going to have to take this control plate that i kind of custom ordered and had made a specific way and either disassemble it or throw it in a box and order a new one. Yep. And, and, uh, super frustrating, super frustrating. And it's, it's just a matter of, I didn't think through the process appropriately. You know, I didn't, I didn't, yep. I thought through, 
I want these two pickups. I want them to do this. I, I'm going down a rabbit hole here because I'm really frustrated with the whole damn thing. No, but, you should be. Yeah, you have every right to be. It's, and I, uh, it's it's the exact problem that that I know I have, and that's why that's why I named the channel. You know, Ken makes mistakes because. I'll come up with an idea and I'm so excited to get it done that I don't stop to test it, to research it, to see like, yeah. you know, when I did the the vacuum, I did it with a hairdryer motor and literally, if not for the filter, this the little pieces of stuff that's picking up, in fact, the filter's not even a real filter. It's a fine mesh, but not fine enough. And if it picks up like, like we spilled some salt in the kitchen and I tried to vacuum it up with my little vacuum and it just became a cannon for salt out the back side of it. <laughs> yeah, shooting right. it straight yeah. through. And I was like, well, that's not how that's supposed to work. <laughs> um, I can't tell you. No, and, and it's the kind of thing you would think I would learn, but like the number of times where I've been doing some project in my house, you know, that, that involves breaking out the miter box, cutting some wood or cutting some flooring or, or whatever. And then pulling out the shop vac and not taking the five seconds it takes to be like, hey, did I put the filter back in this from the last mm -hmm. time I used it? And sucking up sawdust and just creating now a cloud of airborne sawdust that isn't going to go anywhere for a couple of hours. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's that's basically what my vacuum is. It has no filter because I didn't bother to like order one or look one up. I had a couple of ideas. I, I had um, what I what I usually come up with is I get ideas that I want to build a project around when I and that's as far as I think is I want to do, you know, like in this case, I came up with the idea for it looking like a wine barrel and wine coming out the front. I said, that's it. I'll find a pump, do no research on how pumps work or how I should be doing this. <laughs> you know, I wanted to do a vacuum and for that vacuum cleaner, I came up with, um, I had seen some things that people had done before where they start a 3D print, pause it, and then while it's paused, they'll put some, a very thin, um, like fabric material over the top of the over the top of it and like clip it down to the the print bed and then resume the print. So if it's the right material, it'll keep printing. The melted plastic will kind of lock that into place. So you get um, you know by stopping it, you can put this like this film right in it um, of you know material. So I was like, well, that's the idea. I'm gonna make a filter, and I was like, make a filter for what? Ah, it'll be a vacuum, and then I just move on with the vacuum. Like, did I <laughs> did I get what I wanted? Yeah, I got to Sweet. test the thing. It's successful, <laughs> just not for this. I love you it. started you started from the filter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And completed a different piece that didn't include the filter. I love yeah, it. Pretty much, pretty much. That was it. It's fantastic. And you'd think if that was what I designed for was a filter, at least the filter would work. Nah. No. Nah. <laughs> no. No. Well, why would that In be? In fact, the probably the the worst piece of the whole thing <laughs> is the filter. The worst. Yeah, absolutely. But it would make a pretty good pop filter for a microphone, so, you know. There you go. There you go. <laughs> good that you never throw anything away. I I literally have a bin in here of failed or useless 3D prints just for whatever, you know. <laughs> do you do you plan to make a video of all the failed like 3D prints? Uh probably. Like there's there's so many though. I I I made a I made a ukulele 100% 3D printed. It took uh 4 days of just printing. Put everything together and even the tuners are 3D printed. The only thing that wasn't 3D printed was uh you know the guitar strings that I used on it. Everything else is fully 3D printed. And uh thing is cool 
but as I'm tuning it, I'm putting that extra pressure on it, the neck was built yeah. in two pieces and it just snaps. It was just like just, yeah. done. Uh, yeah. 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 Without reinforcement, there's no way that was going to be strong enough. And right. so I could go print it again. Like, of course I could do that, but I have not done that. It is just sitting <laughs> broken with the string still in it, just like I like I was a like a ukulele rock star just smashing it up like airheads at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I'm curious. So like when you make something like a ukulele, let's say, and I mean, I, I don't know how often you're going to run into something like this, but as a maker, is that something that ever occurred to you was that like, hey, the neck is going to have like 400 pounds of pressure on it because of the strings? Well, I'll put it this way. So I did think the neck is going to have a lot of tension on it. Like there's going to be a lot of force on it, but that I didn't, I, this is a this is an ongoing theme for me. Like I didn't do the research of how much force are we actually dealing with. Like how much force and tension is this going to be? So right. I just used a stronger material and I used a stronger glue bond than I normally would. And even though it did break right where that glue bond is, it wasn't the glue itself that gave way. It was the the material. And yeah. You know, had I printed it with more infill, which would use more material and make this more expensive and take longer to print, if I hadn't been, mm. you know, cheap and impatient, yeah. it probably would have held up. But, yeah. you know, again, this yeah. is one of those things where, like, I never research. I just go, sure. it seems like this should work. I'm going to do this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, research is the fun way to do it. Yeah. That's yep. how you have fun. Because yeah, exactly. even in that moment when it fails, that that actually just kind of makes it more fun. Like you have your your moment or two of God damn it. <laughs> like I didn't even play it yet. Yep. You know? Followed yep. by but I'm learning, you know. Yep. And then if I, you know, if I cared, I would go back and I'd remake, I'd rebuild, but I was just like, well, that project failed. Okie dokie. <laughs> and then on to the next thing. Huh. Yeah. Out of curiosity, do you know how to play a ukulele? I have no idea. No, <laughs> that makes it even better. Yeah, even better. Because I can I'm, play I'm, guitar a little bit, and I thought, you know, that's where I got the guitar strings from. I've got them from, you know, from freshman year of high school still. And so I thought, yeah, what the heck? I'll go ahead and make a thing out of this. That'll be fun. Don't know how to tune it. Had to look it up. And while I'm tuning it, is when I heard it wasn't staying in tune. And I was like, I wonder if the neck is flexing too much. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> it just went. Wah, 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 wah. That was it. <laughs> that was it. Yep. Yeah. So one of the uh, things you mentioned on your channel was that your parents were woodworkers yeah. themselves. And that's kind of where you kind of you feel you got some of that maker uh intuition from. Uh do you do any woodworking as well or just just everything you oh, make man. is Yeah, no, not really. I I mean, I've made let's see. The most recent video that I just put up was uh making a uh a bench for my 3D printer and uh, filament storage and some toy storage for the kids and that's about it like um i so here's the thing my parents have always made things out of wood and as i get older i think everybody has this when you get older all of a sudden things made out of leather and wood just look cooler you're like oh, yeah oh, yeah i want to i want a wood uh you know i want a wood watch i want wood sunglasses <laughs> i want you know i want leather seats you know, just for some reason, the craftsmanship, the the unique look and feel of the material, like it's just something that's like attractive, I think, as you get older. But that said, like, I've always been terrible at it. I can measure well enough, 
but mm-hmm. usually there's some odd there's some reason I can't quite get the tape measure where I need it, right? And then I'll measure and I'll cut, and only after I cut and I get to the second piece that needs to marry with it, do I realize they don't fit together at all. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I don't think about my materials, like what woods I'm using, and like it's the whole reason why I do what I do. Like I want to make things, but the thing that I'm terrible at is where my designs actually meet making something with my own hands, like cutting something with, uh, even if I'm using you know, like a compound miter saw where there's no way to screw up. I'll screw it up. Like I will yeah, miss, oh, sure. I'll, you know, I won't calculate like the curve for the blade or something stupid. Right. Yeah. Or I'll have it, you know, I'll have the wrong blade on there and I'll get a whole bunch of like tear out and like, I'm just, I'm awful at it. But when it comes to 3d printing, you know, I just enter the exact dimensions that I want. I know exactly what the tolerances of my printer are. It's going to make the same mistake every time if i want my parts to fit together they have to have you know 0.35 millimeters of um of clearance between the two of them and if i print it that way they're going to snap together stay together perfect battery door whatever right yeah and like to to take out the human factor and just can i design it and can i stick it together after it's done like that's why i do this i think because if (laughs) i if i could do woodworking i would have never bought a 3d printer sure right no i it's funny uh, so the last big project I did in my house, I refinished the basement and I did it all on my own, you know, over the course of a couple of weeks. Oh, wow. And, uh, I did all the flooring and, you know, the finish work around, around the flooring, like cove base and, and whatnot. And when it came to putting on that little finish bit of quarter round, like I kept cutting, like measuring, cutting using the miter box and the the damn quarter round wouldn't meet on the corners properly. And so I'm, I'm progressively just making this massive pile of scrap, <laughs> very expensive yep. flooring material scrap. <laughs> and I'm getting pissed and I'm getting pissed. And I went through, like I, I, I was troubleshooting it in a very organized manner. Like, okay, we're going to change this thing. Now we're going to change this thing. What, what am I doing wrong? Approaching it, in a learned behavior of I must be doing something wrong. I am the one who is responsible for fucking this up. It's nothing else. And at the end of it, uh, what ended up happening was I was, I was cutting a piece of flooring and the miter saw like the safety guard just kind of rattled and exploded. Right. And so the saw was done. The saw was done. I was like, okay, well, I guess I need to go to the store and buy a new saw to go with the giant pile of scrap. (laughs) and so i went and i bought a new compound miter saw set it up cut the cut the the little strips of quarter round one cut boom done perfect everything fit exactly and it was like it was only after i went through like the 18 different ways that i could have been fucking it up and for once this is like the one and only instance in my life of fixing building or 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 whatever that no, it actually wasn't me. The saw was fucked up. Yep. <laughs> You'd never suspect it again. And it probably never will be again. You would no, never, never suspect it. Yep. Never. And I've, you know, I'll have parts that print out and they're wrong and I can't figure out why. I had a, my most expensive printer. Um, so my boss had bought this a couple of years ago. He wanted to get into 3D printing. And we all have jokes that we tell about how, you know, he likes to spend money. And if he, if he does a, if he gets into a hobby, he's buying the top of the line 
thing, whatever it might be. Now, in, in 3D printing, typically for you know home 3D printing, the gold standard is the Prusa 3D printers. And you can buy a Prusa for uh, $1,000 assembled or $750 as a kit. Um, Jesus. Technically, yeah, that, that's expensive. But he was debating between that and a custom built to order, like you select your own parts type thing um, called the, uh, the Matter Hackers Pulse XE. And uh, the configuration <laughs> that he wanted cost $1,600. Okay. And so he asked me one day, he's like, so I'm kind of thinking, should I do this or should I do that? I was like, honestly, man, I don't think you're ever going to be able to see the difference between the Pulse and the Prusa. I just don't think you're ever going to see it. He's like, yeah, but this one's got an 8-bit board and that one's got a 32. And I was like, but you don't know what that's going to do for your prints. And he's like, yeah, but 32 is better than 8. And I'm like... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yes, but and it, what ultimately happened was he bought he bought the sixteen hundred dollar printer, and I asked him I was like, dude, why'd you buy such an expensive printer? He's like, well, the Prusa had like a, a thirty two day lead time, and I could have the Pulse in like four days, and I was like, well, I really want it now, and I was like, you spent almost double to have it now. <laughs> Anyways, four months later, he's like, hey, do you want to buy my Pulse for, yeah. from me? And I was like, nice. what? He's like. Yeah, I think I'm done. And I was like, well, how much do you want for it? He said, give me 750 And like, obviously at that point, there's no way I'm not going to do it, right? Yeah. So even at 750 for me, it's the most expensive printer that I've got. Everything else is a, you know, three, four, $500 machine tops. Uh, it, you know, Lord Chungus out there is 150 bucks, you know? And um, I kept running into problems where it kept spitting out terrible prints. Like, there would be these layer shifts. So, you know, the layers that are printed, they're supposed to stack on top of each other perfectly. But if they don't, if the bed is being flung too hard and it causes the belt to skip a few steps, then it'll lay down the next layer in space, basically. It'll be just hanging out there. And so it was producing garbage print after garbage print for over a year. And I was like, what is going on? This thing's so expensive. Um, even though I only paid $750, it's a $1,600 machine. It's printing worse than my $200 machines and $300 machines. So I finally ended up emailing the company, and they had me send over some of my like configuration files on it. And again, I'm not a beginner. You know, I've been doing this for seven years. I've got, uh, I've been through seven or eight printers up until this point. Um, but the one thing I never bothered to check is somehow the machine had its acceleration and jerk settings set to the absolute tippy top. So like it's <laughs> top speed of how fast it would shoot the very heavy aluminum bed forward and back <laughs> on those on those motors. It was just flinging it. And it's flinging it so hard that it kept knocking itself out of alignment on every single print. And they sent me back a thing and they're like, did you change these settings? And I was like, no, no, I didn't change those settings. Why would I do that? He's like, because they're more than double what they would be from the factory. I changed it. All of a sudden, best print by a long shot. Mm -hmm. For a year, I dealt with garbage. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. I must be the problem here. Because it's $1,600. It's not it. It's me. Yeah. And my wife is like, Shoot, you should just sell that thing. You should sell it. You should sell it. And I was like, it's so nice, though. And she's like, but it prints garbage. I'm like, so nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And finally, I'm getting my money's worth. But it took, like I said, over a year of trying to figure out, like, what am I doing wrong to find out that it had a setting set wrong from the factory. What are you going to do? <laughs> so uh, in terms of like what projects you're going to do next, do you have ideas for what's going to happen next? Like what video or what project you're going to be doing? I do. Yeah. I, I So I keep, um, I've, I use this, uh, 
this online service called Trello, uh, where you can basically have uh, different boards. And so like, it's kind of like having post-it notes that you can move from like one whiteboard to another. And so let me take a look and see what I've got in here right now. I know it's a lot. So I've got a bunch of different categories when I get in here. So I've got the not yet started category and I've got uh, about eight projects in there. And then I've got the parts acquired section where I've got um, you know things that I've already purchased or have enough things that I could get started today if I really wanted to. I've got four projects in there. Um, I've got one in the printing slash assembly stage, um, two more in the actual assembly stage, no printing left to do. And then uh, well, I guess that's it. Everything else is already either. Oh, well, I've got one in the script phase right now as well um but yeah i've got i got a bunch and I, I try and keep my short projects which is usually stuff that i don't design i'll do like little shorts the vertical format 60 second videos uh basically like TikTok on facebook uh, yeah. um i've got a different list for those which is usually just something fun to make not necessarily my design and something i can knock out in a day or two and then i've got the stuff where you know i'm gonna spend a week um you know, roughly a week, maybe a week and a half on the actual project. And that's the, you know, the big stuff. So right now I've got two of those uh, in progress. Huh. So how long, how long do you, does it usually take for you to put together one of these videos from conceptualizing it through filming yourself, making it, breaking it, making it again and, and such to having, having your video up? Um, Boy, man, that's a that's a really tough question. So I, I only just started trying to refine my workflow. It used to be that it was just, I have an idea, I make a thing, and when it's done, I edit the video and put it up. But now I'm trying to get a little bit more intentional about what I'm making, how I'm making, when I'm making it, um, and trying to get more things, you know, more, more pans on the fryer at the same time. Um, so at this point, I would say, in terms of making, I can make the thing Man, all right, so it'll take me a day to design something. Um, that'll be, you know, two or three hours because that's really all I get. I get after the kids go to sleep, but before I have to go to sleep. So it'll take maybe two to three hours to design something. That's a day's worth of work. Um, I'll pr usually start to print the same day. If it needs any re redesigns, there's another day. Um, if it needs another redesign, there's another day. Um, once it actually is done and it's time to put it together, that'll usually happen in a day. Um, and then writing the script will take me a day or two. Filming takes me a day. And because I'm now writing scripts, instead of just trying to figure it out, editing only yeah. takes me, you know, a day. Oh. Um, you know, I started off, you know, so I use all my all my little cuts and uh, outtakes. cuts and transitions and outtakes and, you know, the like little memes and things in between shots. And those started from the beginning because I didn't want to do jump cuts because I just don't like the way they look. But I needed to take this part of this take and combine it with this part of this take and then back to this. And so I just started stitching them together by throwing the little, you know, little video memes in between to try and like, you know, help break things up. And um, then I, you know, I, I my second video, I did less of that because I was trying to just, you know, uh, focus on the building and it was not entertaining. Like it's my least favorite video I think that I've done. Oh yeah, that was a question you asked like an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So my least favorite is probably that, um, <laughs> that stupid ring box that I made, which was my second video, which <laughs> felt like a big accomplishment at the time. And it's so boring to look at. Like it is, it is nothing. 
uh, and I was like, oh, look at how awesome. And it's garbage. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I would say at this point, I probably put about a week and a half into making each and every video. And the challenge is I need to find a way to increase that because I want to do, you know, I want to have at least a video every two weeks, but I'd like to get up to a video a week. So I got to find some way to speed things up or get a yeah. couple in the pipeline. Yeah, I yeah. hear you. We have the same kind of deal that we deal with. We we always we're constantly trying to figure out how to streamline some of these things. Yeah, and uh, one now, of our process is not nearly so refined. And I think you can tell by listening to our episodes. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean I hear a little, but <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's a lot of yeah, like I don't script anything. Um, and and uh, like the bumpers in the beginning of every show, it's it's me for ten minutes going fuck. I fucked that up. Yep. Fuck. Welcome to the flow. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so yeah. like, you don't get to hear any of that because it's just me cussing for 10 minutes, you know, but. Uh, Although we, we have had like a few videos now where at the beginning you get to hear like two or three minutes of, dude, your mic doesn't sound right. You got you to gotta adjust. <laughs> yep. You got to adjust. Flip the gain, dude. No, no. Bring the, bring the, bring the bass mixer down a little bit. You know, well, well, this, up, up, up or down, up, 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 down, down. Can you hear my dog? Can you? <laughs> well, this asshole convinced me. He was like, well, no, people really like that. They'll, they'll find no. it interesting. And I'm no. like, you really think so? And I was like, no. I was like, no, no, I do not think so. Obviously, no. But, uh, I was like, I didn't yeah. know you were being sarcastic, you fucker. <laughs> when am I not being sarcastic? I don't know, because I'm sarcastic all the time, too. But <laughs> you would think I'd be good at detecting it. But yeah, um, harder from the outside. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, like us in terms of like trying to streamline some of the things, like it takes like, like for example, Monday to Wednesday, I try to have two episodes a week. The, and so that means I'll do, I'll record an episode on Monday and then release it on Wednesday. Those two days are the roughest days. Because that means if I don't do some kind of editing Monday night, I'm hustling all Tuesday night, and I don't go to sleep till like three o'clock in the morning trying to get trying to get all the all the social media things for it out, all the editing for it, all the all the description, all that nonsense yeah. out. And it, God forbid, I um, I say something stupid like I don't know like something about the antichrist or something that will flare up you know make people mad i'll have to actually go in for the most part i don't edit these unless there's a big pause or there was like someone someone barged in here and started yelling at me or something then i'll throw in a scratch i'll throw i'll throw in a DJ yeah. scratch and you'll hear and then people will know that yeah you know, oh something stupid happened kind of like what you do with your you know videos to kind of show people oh this we're cutting here you know but yeah. um but yeah, if I have to edit it all, it'll yeah. take forever. Yeah, I think and, those those are my favorite moments where one of us says something tremendously stupid, you know, or or somebody, you know, one of our guests will say something like, "Okay," and like your reaction in the moment, even if you don't say anything, I see it. I can see it on your face, like, <laughs> and like I can see you like taking notes. Okay, like fifty seven minutes. <laughs> I gotta cut that out. Cut in here. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, thankfully you haven't said anything outrageous, so I, I, I appreciate I, that. <laughs> well, I mean, now that you bring up the Antichrist, I've got some thoughts that I think might be compelling. 
I'd like to say them backwards. And I will have to get <laughs> yes. some pea soup first. But what's your stance on Israel? I think I'm 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 for it. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't. please don't. Yeah, we we, uh, we 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 avoid everything that has to do with politics. I don't want yeah, to, except for when we don't. Except, <laughs> except for, for except for when now my cousin Dan goes on a tear. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for the most part, I'll just I'll just cut that right out and just put a yeah. big old scratch. There, like, I mean, there were like a couple of episodes, and I, I got a kick out of this. There were a couple of episodes where it's just like I went off on a tear, and we kind of both ended up going off on a tear. Yeah. And it, and, and it was like, look, there's nothing that was said here that, that either of us thinks is particularly offensive, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to cut that chunk out, and we're going to move it to the end. And we're going to tell people at the beginning, like, hey, there's some stuff at the end that we thought was worth including because we were both really passionately going at it. But we took it and moved it to the end. It's there if you want to listen to it. If you don't, you'll know when it's time to stop. Yeah. 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 We, yeah, we, warned, yeah. we warned people. We, we gave them, okay, look, right at the end, we this show goes really dark it gets really sad and depressing if you don't want to listen to that nonsense just you know you could stop there you know and it was funny because yeah. the feedback i got from some people were like because you know i you know i have friends and stuff that will listen to the show and they'll tell me hey man uh thanks for telling me that you know like uh, i appreciated you doing that and i'm like cool like uh so did you listen to it and stuff and i'm like oh yeah i listened to the whole thing and i'm like yeah. Yeah. So like, hey, what's the point of cutting it, <laughs> putting it on the end yeah <laughs> Thanks for giving me the choice. Thanks for giving me the option. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I end up having to do so much cutting when I do uh, when I do my recording because every time I screw up, uh, you know, I'm cussing and swearing up a storm in here. And like, I'm trying really hard to make my channel like as family friendly as I can. Um, for one, because my family's watching it. And, you know, for two, because let's think down the road, uh, it's easier to get monetized um, when you are, you know, presenting yourself in a professional adult manner and not like an yeah. adult manner, but like an adult <laughs> manner, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you make the occasional vulva shaped, uh, projects, <laughs> but you don't say it on the channel cause you want right. to get monetized. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not intentional. It just happened. It yeah, just luckily, happens. luckily in the podcast world, like, okay. So the chances of getting monetized are a lot slimmer, but, sure. yeah. but, you can swear in a podcast and it's not it's not going to hurt your chances. Well, you yeah. can swear on this podcast. I'm not going to I'll leave that in. Yeah. But just don't talk about Israel or the Antichrist but, or the Antichrist right, yeah, being yeah. in Israel. Just uh, don't do any of that. But oh, definitely man. more and more YouTube is very much <laughs> like you, you, you your videos need to be very clean. Yeah. And and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm certainly not complaining about it. But it's just you 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 have to be more refined. It, yeah, YouTube's yeah. a little pickier, right? And then there's people like looking for you, like looking for you to mess up, and they'll flag yeah. you. It's yeah, there's there there really are. It's like people out there like hunting. Yeah, for it, it's almost like a like an evolution of trolling. Do you they know? do they yeah. get money for that? Yeah. Do they get paid to do that crap or no? No, no it's it just just trolling is all it is. You know, I, and I know like some. You know, there are some people who um, I'm thankful that to this point, I've never had any kind of copyright strike or anything like that on my videos, only because, you know, nobody watches them. But if 
like the larger, larger channels. Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> I feel like, you, you know, on, on larger channels, the trolls will come on and they'll copyright strike them. And they're not the copyright owner. They don't, you don't really have to be in order to like initiate the process. Right. Yeah. And YouTube has a tendency to side with the, you know, the claimant versus the you know the channel and you know if you put in enough of those strikes right wrong or otherwise youtube will delete your channel and then investigate after you know and um you know again i've had nothing to do with that i mean i did see a copyright flag on my most recent video because i switched um i switched providers for my um for my music my uh, royalty free music and they put through a claim. I put it through a counterclaim with the actual license from that site, and it was resolved within two hours, um, which that's why I go to that site. But, um, you know, I, I've been lucky to not have any of those copyright strikes because, uh, oh, my goodness, like if somebody wanted me to not have a YouTube channel anymore, it would take them an afternoon and three or four clicks. Yes. Right. That's awful, man. Well, I know what yeah. I'm doing as soon as we're done here. <laughs> there we go. You better be nice. Hey, to do you us. Have anything you want to plug? Not anymore, I guess. <laughs> I did though. It was great. <laughs> it would have been great, but now it's done. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. You wanna talk about you wanna talk about Marvel movies or something? <laughs> I like the Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah, they're good. That's that's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I mean, we my, should end this now. <laughs> my opinions, my opinions on Marvel, are kind of mirror in a lot of ways my opinions on Israel. So that was actually. <laughs> <a good scenario. laughs> they do go hand in hand. They do. It's, I mean, if you think of Thanos as no, right. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you stopped there. That just lets me go wherever I want. Yeah, I was I was right there. I had I had two names I could drop. I won't say the names, but I had two names. I was like, ah, nope, nope. Yeah, the Dan is dying to throw him in there for you. Look at his face. He's like, he's, he's, you can see it on the tip like, of his tongue. He's like, mm, no, no, don't do it. A little straight, Dan. A little straight. Uh, I, I will I will come clean. One of one of the few topics where I don't know much, wrong or right. I mean, there are a lot of topics where I know a lot of things about a lot of wrong things and a lot of right things. Israel, at least current state, is one of those things I know nothing <laughs> about. Yep. I I know where it is on a map, sort of. Yeah, that's why he's the smart one on the show because I know absolutely fucking nothing. Yeah, just, he's got he's got the map location and you yes. just you just know not to say it. You just no. know the business side. Don't say it on the podcast. Yeah. Don't let's not yeah. talk about it. Yeah. 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 All, all, I, right. all, I, all I know is that I, I, I got this mic and I can turn the little knobs on this thing and it makes it go up or down. You That's know? it. Sometimes it makes it go up or down. Sometimes it does nothing. No, sometimes it does. <laughs> like the little button on the crosswalk. It just makes you feel better. It makes exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Are you, is that one of your next projects? You're going to make a crosswalk button. Oh, dude, you should totally oh make a God, fake one. Could. Make a fake one and just put them out there so people will press them and they think they're actually doing something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would. Yeah, I could do that. I could get down with this. Yes. Make it magnetic yeah. and then you just bing and then people yep. come up to it and they just press the button. <laughs> yeah, just, just put buttons anywhere and everywhere, random places and guaranteed somebody's going to just walk up to and be like, 
What? What does this do? <laughs> I slowly transition into a prank channel. Uh, <laughs> then I just start boxing people that I don't like. <laughs> I got. I got a plan for this YouTube thing. There you go. There you go. <laughs> then, like, uh, uh, like you should totally make a button for like one of those automatic doors. Make it look like an automatic door button, and then people can just stand in front of the door and press the button. I think somebody did that at the zoo the other day because I tried that button like seven times. <laughs> I've been there. I'm like, this is not a crosswalk thing. It's supposed to be immediate feedback. <laughs> door open. <laughs> Nothing. You're going back tomorrow, probably. You're just oh yeah, spend like a half an hour there. Like, I, it's gonna work. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go back tomorrow with a multimeter, and I'm just gonna be. Looking at Prod and like, where is the signal being lost? <laughs> oh. Some people have hobbies, and then there's Ken. Yeah. <laughs> my, I think, I think one of my hobbies is it, more than anything else is just trying to figure out why the shit doesn't work. I, I, I so. One of the few times where I got into a hobby where I was like making things. I had like a weird fascination with the useless box. Are you familiar with the useless oh, box? Of course. Yeah, of course. This so, this useless so box, a useless box is a box. And inside the box, you know, you, you put them uh, basically like an electric motor with a little finger on it. Oh, I see. Right. And, you know, you, you there there are a lot of different ways to build them. You know, you can you can build them in a very analog fashion. You can build them with a little microcontroller, whatever. But the, the, the whole point of the box is the box has a little like a top that opens up and then the other part of it has a switch on it. And, and a switch usually just says on off. And it's like usually, like usually a little toggle switch. And if you build it right, what happens is when you turn it on, the little finger on the motor rotates, lifts, lifts the lid. The finger comes out and flips the switch off. So that it's a box that when you turn it on, it turns itself off. <laughs> yeah. And, and when, uh, they're, when they're done right, the timing on it's different every time, too. They go through like mm -hmm. these little loops. So you'll turn it on and there'll be a three seconds of peace. And you're like, oh, good. It's staying on. The thing comes out, turns it off. Sometimes it'll be instantaneous. As soon as you let go of the switch, it turns it back off. And it's got like a little, like a little attitude, a little personality to it. Yeah. And I got such a kick out of the idea of it. Like when, when I first learned about it. I was like, "What? This is a thing. This is a thing. Some somebody spent time and came up with this idea, and there are, there are all sorts of iterations on that idea. And I I got into it. Like I, I didn't make that many of them, but I I made enough of them, and I got such a kick out of it. Uh, I also m melted more than one of them. Just, <laughs> well, yeah, just yeah. just by. Uh, Surprisingly, uh, if you miswire the battery compartment just a little bit, mm -hmm. four four AA batteries are more than enough to start a little fire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. The fire or the box? Both. Both. <laughs> you know. Now, because so, now I have a box that. When I turn it on, it turns itself off, and then it bursts into flame. <laughs> it's self-destructive. It's, it's useless one time. 
Yeah, it's got a it's got a built-in finale because usually there's no finality to these things. <laughs> yeah, right. Usually but, uh, they're they're useless like, ad nauseum. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's useless uh, one time. That's it. Uh, which makes it even more useless. Hey, things aren't beautiful because they last. Okay. <laughs> that's right. Things. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah Yeah, like yeah i i found myself now with like my my hobbies are they're bizarre like for me a a big gift that my my wife gave me which is a huge problem i'll show you guys because whatever this guy right here which is um it's a nixie tube clock and basically what these are um the soviet union they used to use instead of like little led seven segment displays to show numbers they instead built these vacuum glass tubes with basically neon filaments in there for each individual numeral so there's a two a three a four and for like five they just use an upside down two because you know soviet engineering um (laughs) and they run on like massive amounts of electricity and you know they're really really cool um when they're on they look very steampunk very um very industrial uh, whatever depending upon how you build the rest mm-hmm. of enclosure and really cool little projects now i've wanted one for forever but the problem is they don't make those nixie tubes anymore when i say they're soviet era i mean if you buy nixie tubes you're buying them from the ukraine where they're not being remanufactured they're in boxes they're being desoldered from factory equipment out of abandoned factories they're you know they're still built in you know i think the ones that i've got here were built in 1979. that's crazy yeah and you know, I was not built in 1979, so that's pretty darn impressive that they still work. <laughs> or at least I think they still work because I don't know. The board that controls them comes in a kit where on here I've got probably 120 individual individual solder joints uh-huh. um, that I needed to solder on here. And when I finished, and this was, I want to say, two or three hours, also for fun, since it's coming from the Ukraine, the English is not anybody's first language here. Um, it came with steps one, two, three, four, five, and seven. Um, <laughs> no six. In, Actually, in it came Cyrillic. with one, two, three, four, five, seven, seven. Um, I have no step six. And so I took some guesses and some liberties as to what I thought things would do and put everything together. And now, oh, is that a spider? Cool. Um <laughs> <laughs> And I hope now it's, it's, it's a Ukrainian spider. King. I like to think so. Yeah, I, wanna, <laughs> I hope it's an invasive species and it murders all of the local spiders. Um, <laughs> I want to be responsible for the downfall of an entire ecosystem. There you go. Um, so I put this thing together and I was real cocky and confident. Like as I'm soldering everything together, I'm using some flush cutters and I'm cutting off the legs of these things on the opposite side. So even if I desolder them, I don't have a lot of like a lot of uh, slack basically to put things back together. And I finish after two or three hours and it doesn't work at all. Like nothing turns on. So there's nothing worse in building electronics than when nothing works because trying to trace, especially on this thing with all these individual solder joints on here, trying to trace where my voltage starts and then where it stops, like where I lose it is almost impossible, especially because everybody who makes these kits they make them custom so like the guy that i bought this from he designed his own pcb his own little circuit board and then he just included some components in the box and even in the instructions he'll sometimes say you might have this part or you might have this part if you have this part 
it's actually desoldered from Soviet military equipment, and it's better than if it was new out of the box. And if you have this part, that's from some Japanese uh, transistor <laughs> radios, and so it's better than new new in the box factory. And like, it's just so hodgepodge. And you know, again, everything shows up. I put it together, and nothing works. I have no idea why. So, yeah, that was. Ninety dollars, because these things are not cheap. They don't make them anymore, so like it's not cheap. It's ninety dollars, and I cannot figure why it's not working. And it was also going to be my next video, you know. And Uh, who knows now? Oh man! But that could be a good video in and of itself. Is we're going to do a video about what it's like when something it just doesn't work. Yeah, that's a great idea. I mean, because it happens. The name of the show is Ken Makes Mistakes. That could be just one, one mistake that just didn't, you didn't make it through. Well, yeah. you know, Ken's mistake was ordering the board in the first place. It's probably <laughs> that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, you know, worst case scenario, the tubes themselves are worth a bunch. You know, these things are 45, 50 bucks a piece. Or sorry, yeah. 45, 50 bucks for a set of four like this. Easy. No, no problem on pretty much any site. And so to get the whole set for 80 bucks, not the worst. And, you know, I'm still seeing if maybe... Here's the part that bugs me the most. Uh, etched onto the board itself is an email address. Like, there's just a <laughs> Gmail email address on here. And so when I didn't have step six, I sent him an email right away. <laughs> I was like, hey, where's my step six? And I got no response. And then I went back to the eBay page where I bought it, and I sent you know sent a message through, and I got nothing. I'm like, why do you put an email? And it's not, like, inside where nobody's going to see it. When it's complete, that email address is going to be visible at all times. (laughs) And they're not even monitoring that email? Are you kidding me? (laughs) That's how good marketing works. That's right. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. Good good marketing always leads you into a black hole when you actually want to talk to somebody. Right. The whole idea is they should want you more than you want them. That's good business. Elon Musk. Elon Musk doesn't care if you buy a Tesla. He's got a company, man. That's it. Yeah, I, I'm kind of surprised that when you emailed the address, it didn't automatically send you like an autoresponder sending you to some link where you have to fill out a form and yeah. they then they then have you cookied and forevermore you will receive marketing emails from them. I'm I'm shocked it didn't instantly install that SolarWinds hack on my computer. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just like that. Like it was that or what Burisma, it was gonna be something coming from Ukraine. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I got no idea, yeah. man. All of a sudden you're sucked into the Cambridge Analytica scandal. <laughs> yeah. All I wanted to do was build a little clock that looks all industrial and instead I've now hacked the DNC. Like I just like that. <laughs> Fantastic. I was just going to say, plug your stuff, man. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, my stuff's real simple. I got one stuff. I got one thing. Uh, it's youtube.com slash Ken Makes Mistakes. That's it. I would That's tell it. you I've got new videos every week, but I don't. I'd say I've got them every other week, but I don't. I got new videos when I got new videos. But you know what? There's 22 of them up there. So there's if somebody lot, wants yeah. to go watch it, there's 22 videos that you can plow through. There's plenty of content to enjoy and they're good videos they are fun they're fun they're fun and ken is fun to watch and uh listen to talk to yeah yeah fun fun to be around um and so you have any car ride with fun you have any sets coming up that you want to plug any big shows coming up (laughs) on the on the old show calendar i got nothing man i don't know if i told you i haven't done man i haven't just done stand-up in like seven years oh yeah i haven't i haven't even tried in uh 
four years now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it just, it, you burn out on things, man. Yeah. You know? Well, and you know, I'm sure you know, uh, as well as I do here, if you stop for a month, you're starting from nothing again. You know, people yeah. will forget you so fast. So, you know, I moved out to Denver and, uh, you know, did I want to get started from scratch out there? Not really. You know, I go out someplace and they're like, well, you're really good. I'm like, well, I'm from Chicago. So there I'm not good. You got to understand <laughs> that you're a much smaller market here. Right. And, um, yeah, you know, come I'm, back. I'm again. a Denver seven, Chicago three. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. These days it's just that YouTube. So, you know, watch yeah. every single video. Oh, like them all, comment on them, subscribe to the channel, uh, send a couple of emails to the YouTube CEO, whatever her name is, to pay me a lot of money, that kind of stuff. Uh, I do have a website. I guess I could plug that. Go uh, plug it. Ken, yeah, KenMakesStuff.com. So Ken makes mistakes and then Ken makes stuff. Ken makes stuff is stuff that I make that's good and I didn't screw up on, at least not on the project that I actually send out to you. Uh, I've got things like uh, I made a custom Nintendo Switch um, case, like game case, that'll hold either four or uh, 24, depending upon whether it's the small or large uh, Nintendo Switch games. But it looks like actual Legos, like that actually oh, interlock cool. with each other if you buy more than one. Because I got, I got upset that there was a Lego Switch game uh, steelbook that just looks like it's just a steelbook that's painted like Lego. And uh -huh. Those don't even interlock, so... Their, uh, their, their copyright or patent expired on that. So anyways, I've got some interlocking bricks. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Non-Lego, non let's be very clear. Non-Lego right, interlocking yes. plastic bricks. Yes, these are, a, uh, these are the, the brick books, They're, as I call they them. Are, yeah. They are very similar to Legos, but they are not Legos. Let's they are, I would say, legally distinct. Yes. They, <laughs> they are, they, perhaps you could call them Legos with two Gs. Oh yeah. They're definitely, they're a combination of the small ABS plastic building toys and the uh, toaster waffles. Absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. So Ken, youtube.com slash Ken makes mistakes or Ken makes stuff.com. You got it. All right. You don't have a YouTube or, I mean a YouTube, a Twitter or a Instagram or anything? Oh man, not that I uh, not that I use no. Okay, so cool. theoretically, they say that you should use like social media to try and help promote your YouTube. <laughs> theoretically, yeah. yeah. My YouTube is so much bigger than any other social media that I've ever had. So, yeah, what's the point? I hear yeah. you. Uh, you're following a very similar philosophy to us, which is we want to put stuff out there. We want people to watch it, but we don't want to do anything to drive yeah. it. <laughs> right? Come exactly. on. <laughs> They should it's just the, come to us. Yeah, the algorithms should just push people my way. Like, that's... Yeah, yeah. just come on. <laughs> I'm here. I'm one of the, you know, 500 billion hours uploaded every single hour on YouTube. Just <laughs> come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just send me, like, one-tenth of PewDiePie's traffic. They'll be fine. Yeah. They won't yeah. even notice... They won't, they won't, they're so young and they're so stoned. Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Ken, for coming on. Thank you, not my cousin Dan. This is Ego Traves. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you. The song you're listening to is titled Believer. 
by Tape Machines and Lively or Lovely. It's spelled L-V-L-Y. And if you want to find this song or anything else, uh, make sure you use my referral link to Epidemic Sound down in the description. Also, if you like our content and want to listen to more, head on over to theflowroadpodcast.com. We are also on Instagram as The Flow Road. Give us a shout. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, and hit all the buttons and do all the things that make the podcast gods happy. It was super interesting talking to Ken Sakura. He's got, he's got all the best toys. All of them. He's got all of them. He's got, he's got like five of them, right? I mean, I don't know how he gets away with it. He's amazing. He's amazing because he builds the stuff, but he also gets away with having so many toys. Just, I'm just so jealous. Anyway, I hope this episode made you jealous of Ken and all his wonderful, wonderful toys. He is the Batman of the YouTube. I really enjoyed talking to Ken. I hope you like listening to it. Make sure you run over and give this genius man a like, a subscribe, and all that good stuff over on his YouTube channel. Please. It, he is, he's got such, <laughs> just such fun stuff on his channel. Plus, it's, it, it's just fun to watch. He's funny. He's a funny cat. Thanks so much for listening. This is Edgar Otraves. We'll catch you next time. Bye.